Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. How are you? Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Brad and I had a killer weekend in Las Vegas. Thank you to Paul and Khaki and the Crapshoot Comedy Festival for all your hospitality. The live ALN was fucking so fun. Uh, it was Brad, myself, Best Stelling, Ryan Sickler, and Chris Porter, and Avery Pearson. That episode will be up on Thursday, so make sure you are subscribed so you can get it and enjoy the fun. We uh, we really had a blast on that one. And, uh, and I introduced a new song as well about a personal... Uh, experience of mine when I was cheated on. Yeah, I think you're really going to dig it. I think I'm going to lay it down in the studio, actually, this week and, and uh, bring it on Adam Carolla uh, the next time I go on. So anyway, look out for that episode on Thursday. Today's episode is a blast. Holy shit. Um, you know him from Scream. You know him from Malibu's Most Wanted. You know him from Kicking It Old School. You know him from his show, The Jamie Kennedy Experiment. You know him from his stand-up uh, film, Heckler. You know him from everything. He's been around, and he's, uh, man, just a uh, a super, super funny dude, and a super great dude, and an amazing conversationalist with stories that, uh, he's coming back, like, very soon. That's how amazing these stories were, and uh, 90 minutes flew by. I'm talking about Jamie Kennedy making his ALN debut! And fucking brings it, dude. From working to Pizza Hut and Blockbuster to how a van's commercial changed his career, uh, his movie Heckler and just dissecting the uh, the Heckler experience in a stand-up comedy club is insane, which, by the way, you got to check out Heckler. It's on Amazon, Hulu, I think, and Netflix. Uh, he talks some great Scream stories from the making of Scream, how he got the part, meeting Wes Craven. That's insane. It's just a really great episode. Like, it's an instant classic, one of Brad and I's faves, and Jamie's a great dude, and... Uh, and we were pumped to get him on, and uh, and he'll be on real soon. So check out all his tour dates at jamiekennedy.com. Follow him on Twitter at jamiekennedy. Follow me on Twitter at adamraycomedy, at funnybrad, at ALN Podcast, at ALN Podcast on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram. Tour dates tomorrow night, my big Adam Ray and Buddy show at the Comedy Store Main Room, 8.30. Me, Nikki Glazer, Tom Segura, Brendan Shaw, Brian Cowan, Sal Volchano, from Impractical Jokers and a special guest that I can't say yet but you don't want to miss it 8.30 main room of the Comedy Store here in LA tomorrow night get your tickets at ComedyStore.com and then uh, I've got some other shows this week Wednesday and Thursday Laugh Factory and The Improv check AdamRayTV.com for all those details and then Friday night I will be with Brad Williams at the Bray Improv in Bray, uh, uh, California so uh, two shows Friday night, and then I'll be there Sunday night. I'm not going to do the Saturday shows because I'm going to go see my boy Joey Mack uh, at the Anaheim House of Blues for his New Kids Tour. But Friday and Sunday, Bray Improv with Brad Williams. Brad Williams will be at the Bray Improv Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I will be there Friday and Sunday. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com and come see us. Uh, Aboutlastnightpodcast.com for all your ALN merch. Uh, And uh, so many great episodes coming up. Uh, I've said it before, but I'll say it again, man. I hope you guys enjoyed that Jimmy O. Yang episode. That was super fun. Uh, we've just locked in <laughs> Jermaine Fowler from Superior Donuts. And uh, did you ever see The Bachelor this season with Nick? 
Yeah, he's coming on the podcast in mid-June. So how about that? How about them apples? All right, Return of the Mac, a few episodes left. Wednesday, 8.30 on Pop TV. Make sure you DVR it, watch it, love it, rewatch it again. Now that we got the Joey Mac details out of the way, the tour dates, the Twitter handles, the merch info, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with a very, very funny Jamie Kennedy. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Can you hear yourself? Yes, beautiful. Can you see the gummy bears uh, well enough? They're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Smell. They got it all sexy for me. See, that would be... I know how you like it. That yeah. would be dangerous to have a bowl full of gummy bears in my house. Because it, 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 it'd be gone in a day. I don't know how, as a former fat kid, that you're staying away from the gummy bears. You know, it's like when you guys leave, I'll probably dip my face in those for a minute. Wow. Yeah. You were a fatty. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, baby. How much? Um, I think I remember clocking like the one time I looked at the scale because usually you're just trying to gauge it by looking in the mirror and that's not a good way to do it. You got to look down and see those numbers and see what they're telling you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I'm looking in the mirror and you just get accustomed as a fat kid. You're also... I've said this on stage. It's like fat kids don't know they're fat until they get signs from the outside. Like I was so happy-go-lucky that like it took parents of my friends to start like making fun of me for me to be like, oh, maybe there's something going on. Oh, <laughs> man. Dude, what a bold move from some of these adults. And it wasn't like really inappropriate shit. It wasn't like they would watch me chowing down on their snacks and be like, hey, Adam, when you're done with those graham crackers, you want you got time for a titty fuck? Like it wasn't like real, you know, inappropriate. It was more like... Is more like you're trying to set a world record for most handy snacks eaten, you know? And I would be like, yeah, you well, know. is that you, a challenge? Yeah, and, 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 now you that know. you bring it up, it would be nice to get in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. But yeah. you were happy. Happy, dude. You were happy. Because you show up places, dude. Everyone was a fat kid. Also, I was like, the, then I started becoming the funny. I've said this before. Then I became like funny and I was no longer the fat kid. I was like the funny kid. And that's when I was like, okay, I think comedy is what I'm going to try Is to that jam California? With. No, this was in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Wow. But you know, stop making amazing treats for kids. Did you ever have a go to treat as a kid? Uh, Chips Ahoy. There you go. Chips dude. Ahoy cereal, which is literally just chocolate chip cookies. While you went to the cereal, cereal, I just did the cookie. Yeah, chips only cookie. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of cookie crisp. You're oh. thinking, yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> they have a cereal, <laughs> chips fucking, ahoy, dude, wow. fucking dwarves in their cookie talk, dude. You know what? You you would think my people would be more of an expert, uh, <laughs> yeah. but not. But yeah, but chips not so ahoy. much. Well, you know what? I was trying to talk down uh, chips ahoy because they're a competitor of Keebler. So you know, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to it? lessen their brand and what? make sure people remain on the cute on the Keebler. What the the, ra- the rainbow chips? Yeah, yeah. That was I don't know why I'm looking at you. My people right. make the shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't. You can't. You've lived here your whole life, yeah. Uh, no, no. You since I'm 18. Okay. Yeah, you moved out here from Upper Darby. Did Up, I read that upper correctly? Upper Darby. Oh yeah. shit. Which is Philadelphia, Philadelphia adjacent. Yes, it's right next to Philly. But a lot of heads come from Upper Darby. Yeah. What? Why do? Why do Philadelphia people boo everything? <laughs> why? Why'd you boo Santa Claus? <laughs> why? Boo Santa Claus. You know. Yeah. What? After going, leaving, you you realize you know it's negative when mm-hmm. you're there, and then when you leave, then you come back and you realize, man, it's much more negative than I ever remember. It's yeah. even more negative. I think there's uh, a, a problem there. People are miserable. 
uh, and they're really unhappy. Like I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> well, how did you get out? I just fucking left, dude. I was completely I couldn't take it anymore. I graduated high school. I got out of jail. And you were just like, I'm no like, high school meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was like, I was like whoa, <laughs> breaking story, Jamie Kennedy, ex felon. I, I just, I just left, and I was like, I. Long story, I got to become an extra in Dead Poets Society. Which Shut you see, up. Yeah, it was my first thing ever. Remember, ever in this business. Oh my god. And, which I mean, and it was crazy. I yeah, know extra work, which. That's where a lot of people have to start. It's where you have to start because, believe it or not, when you come out to Hollywood, no one's banging down your door going, hey, do you want to do this movie with Christopher Walken? It's like, no, it's like you have to move up to something. I know. But people always said that. Like, my mom would say, like, I wanted to go to acting school. And she's like, mm-hmm. okay, did they have job placement? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, basements, commercials, you know, first floors, guest spots. No, no. they don't have. So yeah. that's, that's how I, then I came out here and that's how it started. Did yeah. You, did you have, uh, I mean, any sort of theater did you acting in high school or like nothing nothing you just was, a goofball i was a goofball like you know, different without the weight but yeah. i was a goofball <laughs> all right man. Take it yeah. no but i was just like you know a goofball and everything that was like you're weird you're weird you're weird was like mm-hmm. revered when you came to LA, yeah, because everybody, this, this is where all the weirdos come. Yes, but and they were like, "We like you." Like, and you take an acting class, and like a girl yeah. who was like hot, who would never even look in your direction, is like, "You did that scene great," and it's like, "We had to like, oh my god, I want to fucking pound you." Like, <laughs> I thought I was on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Like, can I say that? Yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, that's wow. That's yeah. uh, that's. I was trip. just being me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell, why? Uh, why do you think I started being funny? Yeah. Uh, same, same shit. Yes. People are like, oh wow, your your process is really good. It's like my process is just trying to get myself laid. Yeah, that, wow. that, 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 that's it. That's yes. that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's my process. What? Wh- who? Who did you look up to before you came out here? Like, who were your guys? Who you're like? I gotta get that career. I Tom never, Hanks, Don Cheadle, well, I never Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> one of those three. Pick one. Oh, they're all good. Yeah. I I always I didn't come out here to do that. Honest to God, I didn't come out here with stars in my eyes. I mm-hmm. came out here to be an extra because I was an extra, and I. That's lo- all you knew. That's all I knew. So I thought, oh. if I can just make a living as an extra. It'll be great. Oh, my God, dude. But wait, check this out. So I thought about this recently, why it works out for me. Because you know how people say, like, you know, I'll go out to L.A. and I'll get myself a year <laughs> or two years. And if someone doesn't recognize me, I'll just go back to nursing school. Like, you yeah. know, yes. like horrifically disrespectful to yeah. our business. Yes. This, right. is, this is a I'll top, give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Right? You don't give I'll give rocket scientists a shot. Yeah. And, then if give, they, and then if they don't recognize my talent. Yes, it's all then, because it's disrespectful. People think it's right. easy. They don't understand. I was came out before I left. I said, "You know, uh I'll give myself 10 years." And there I you said, go. "If I don't get uh, a commercial within 10 <laughs> years, I'll be 28. I can figure it out." Yeah. I literally I mean, you can't ask for kind of a better, healthier outlook than that. I no, said, sure. I all I need. So, like, I started doing extra work, and then I got to be a featured extra, and then eventually I got like a line, and that's how I work. But like, once I started getting it, and then people were feeding me back stuff, that was a lot of struggle before all that. But yeah. Once I got the positive feedback, hey, you're funny. You're that's how I was like, maybe I'm in the right business. You know what I mean? But it took those little steps. Was uh, was stand up ever even on your radar, or were you just you were just thinking about being an extra? 
Uh, no, my 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 best my my favorite people mm-hmm. of of comedy was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. David Letterman, and Dick Cavett. Those were like all stand-ups and hosts. Yes, yeah. right. But I didn't know I wanted to do what they did, and then I had the SNL thing, like everybody else yep. did. Sure. And then when I came out here, it was a bunch of improv groups, so I auditioned for them. I eventually got in, and then all of them shut down. Now, before all this, and there was one place left called the Groundlings. Yep. And to join the Groundlings, you had to have money. And I'm like, well, I don't really have a lot of money. And they're like, well, you got to take these classes and work your way up. I'm like, well, I just want to do these voices. They're like, well, you got to pay the money. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't have the money. <laughs> right. So then, like, somebody hit me to stand up, and I was 19. That's when I did my first open mic, and I was like, I can do this for free. That's how it happened. Wow. It's, I mean, thank God that there is, like, other outlets. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like Groundlings and Improv, that's all great. But, you know, when yeah, you're, if you're broke. broke yeah, if, it's, it's, it makes that, you wonder what kind of talent they're missing out on by jacking those prices up, right? Well, think about it. I mean. Or, or, or are we just lucky that, you know, that stand-up, like, I, or stand-up lucky is what I'm saying. That, I mean, I don't know how the world works yeah. now. I don't know those schools, but it's like, I don't know. But literally, like, Second City, you auditioned. Yeah. You got, if you, and you get in. You know, and you work. And I mean, maybe there was some school, but a lot of it was if you got in. But stand-up is free. And yep. it's hard. It's fuck. And everybody out there is in it. And if you can move up the ranks, I think you said something about you. Yeah. Well, who were the... You, when you said SNL was like a part of the dream, because like uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment to me is still one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Thank you. Yeah, dude. The, Appreciate that. One of the original prank shows. Yes. And the original ones where like... You know the characters you did were fucking like all you could take and put on SNL. You know what I'm saying? I thank you. So I'm I, yeah. I would watch that and and now having you here, I like where because you were saying Ask oh that away. was kind of a dream, but like and you didn't really do theater and stuff, but like having voices and characters, like you did them so seamlessly. I'm like oh this motherfucker for sure had some sort of like. I don't know some in with like Sherry O'Terry's grandpa who gave you like sketch. <laughs> Wait, Sherry Sherry's from Philly. Tina Fey's from Philly. For real? All right. Yeah, they're all. Wow. I'll say this. So I started doing stand up. Produced great comics. They, it did. Will Smith. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, but I started doing stand up, and then like I've always kind of just been a mimic, mm-hmm. and then. I did all the open mics and I did the factory. I waited. I was telling somebody this the other day. I waited at least ten times in a row. The eight-hour thing. I did that at the store for yeah, the uh, yeah the open mics. I don't uh, know if we, you guys remember I back in the day. Mm-hmm. Third Street Promenade had an improv and it was called oh. New Faces. This was in the early nineties, probably know that before one. your yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where you go up at like one thirty. And like the store used to go up. I remember one time at the store, the original room on a Sunday, I went up at like three a.m. Yeah, that's when it was. I don't. I mean, it's still amazing. Now it's amazing. It's popping. Up. Yeah. But I hope, do they do a three a.m. on Sunday? No. They no. used to go till like four, man. Wow. And it was off the chain. And you were waiting behind everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you still are now. Now who it's hot it, again. Who was on like that list with you? I'm trying to. Well, no, I was just beginning. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. You know, you'd see like Dame in there. Yeah. You would see. You know, I'm trying to think who else. Like just a lot of different comedians yeah. at that time. Kinnison, I think he was, he was right when I started. He died unfortunately, like not too long after mm-hmm. that. But he would be there. Um. Long, so I, anyway, I was doing voices, and then eventually, I got. I auditioned and I, somebody saw me for SNL and then I had to audition for SNL. I went to New York, did that whole thing and I did not get it. So that happened when I was 23 and then oh, when, I, when I didn't get it, yeah, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's when I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
Oh shit! So now that was like the dream. Yeah. When did and I I need to know if this is true and I'm sorry if uh, if it. a million people have asked you this, but when did you uh, uh, fake that you were your own agent? That right at that time. <laughs> right at that time. That's when it started. I it, I wanted this to that? be true so bad. Yeah. Actually, a little before that. Actually. Okay. That was before that. Because uh, like uh, it's, it's somewhere I read that uh, you couldn't get an agent and you and you found that that you needed an agent to get parts. So yeah. you just became your own agent and gave him a character. Now the web said Marty Power. Marty Power, hundred percent true. Yes. yes. What a great agent name. Yes. Do you know why? Why is that? Well, because at the time I was delivering sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you see those guys with carts. Yes. Yeah. They have those around in buildings and you go, hey, what do you got today? So I was that guy. (laughs) Yeah. And people would buy. And so I went into this agency and I would pass an agency every day and it was called Bauer Benedict. Now, Marty Bauer eventually ran UTA or he was one of the big guys. Wow. Mm -hmm. But he started Bauer Benedict. And I thought, ah, that's a good name. And then I thought, <laughs> and then this other guy would go, this old insurance guy, and he, he had a really deep voice. And this guy talked like this. And so I took his voice, and I was, long story, I was selling toner in a, in a, in a boiler room setting. <laughs> oh, you've doing, done it all, my I was friend. Doing, yeah, I was doing telemarketing. No, what's the, when you do calls, telemarketing. Yeah, telemarketing. So I was doing that from 6 a.m., and you get a buck a number to get people to switch to copier. It's a total scam and all this stuff, right? So you call, you get a lead. You get a lead. Like a, so I was doing that, and then I would do stand-up at night. Anyway, I got really good at it. So I was mm-hmm. making like eighty bucks a day. That's a lot that's of money. That's hey. good money now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean so the guys on Hollywood Boulevard pulling maybe eighty bucks a day. Yeah, right? yeah, right. So it's like I was there and I and I made up this character because I was like getting good at selling like white out and toner and you know, or you know, dry erase, whatever. It's an acting exercise, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. So more I thought, what would be a good agent name and what do agents need? They need power. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I came up with the name Marty Power and I bought a book God I hope that's a porn actor's name Marty now Power <laughs> Power Drillman and I, I I started just calling all the agencies and you know who oh, the, har- the easiest ones to get into what's that CAA do you know the what? hardest ones to get into the 818s do you know why because CAA would say they would never expect someone to do that yeah so they thought it was real and AP and, and, and 818 little agencies goes who's this you fucking bullshit it this ain't a real person 100 so like because they're so getting, like the co- because they're getting maybe prank called all the time all the or time. just dealt with bullshit all but the CA time is like yeah. yo we're conditioned to always handle the top and the cream of the crop they just assume yeah and they also s- it's not they can't they can't assume that it's bullshit right yeah 100 percent. and it, also i think marty bauer maybe some of them probably thought it was him so, so uh, yeah like <laughs> they thought they thought it was that voice now do, did you have any success doing that like did you get a lot actually no shit now like when you call another agency as an agent, like as as a fake I, agent, but like, how are you? Are are you trying to get them to sign you? Or are you trying to say like, I'm about to die? Here's my staff roster. You're on it. You're really? On it. So it was it was an agent, like manager, old time guy, like yeah. Danny Rose. So I, I tried to do the voice, but he was he would talk like this, and he would say, you know, I got this client. I'm 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 living in Florida. <laughs> I'm 77 years old. I got a bad prostate. And I had this whole pitch. I had a whole pitch, and I would call, and I go, can you see my last dream for the kid's mom was to uh, get him set up. So eventually, I called, and I got a lot of me. I got a meeting with MTV. No shit. I had a meeting with NBC. (laughs) 
No, would you have to like? Would now they, the lady at MTV said, yeah. "Dude, I did the impression of Marty on the phone, and the lady made me do it in the room." Cause she goes, that's so good. It sounds so much like him. I love your age. Oh my like, dude, God. you have to understand the phone. <laughs> the phone back then was something that you use all the time. Yes, and you like just you, for calls. Yes, and you, exactly. <laughs> no dicks. Yeah. And you, you worked. No eggplants. It. Yeah, exactly. And so if you got, I learned in the, in the gutter of selling that if you didn't get three rejections, it's mm-hmm. on. They're what they call on the hook. So oh. that's how I would sell myself. Once I knew I had them on the hook, and I would just ingratiate them. I knew stuff about them. I did everything. That's amazing. Did, did, I mean, that is fu- that's insane, by the way. Now, and, and It's the only thing I, c- I could have done. I don't know how to do it. And sometimes I think I was my best own agent. But, you know, I mean, <sighs> yeah, right. uh, d- desperate people get very creative very quickly. Very desperate. Also, you adapted so quickly to, I think, just the nature of L.A. and this business where it's like, hey, it's fight or flight. You have to create your own good luck. Like, there's no blueprint for anybody unless even fucking some super hot person with Instagram followers from Wisconsin that's like, if I got 50000 in Wisconsin, that'll triple to in L.A. And and even if you're so far, like, there's just, there's no quick... Um, uh, you know, happening for it. Yeah. So you have to like think outside the box. Now, is that just your own innate like, you know, ways, or did somebody say, "Yo, fucking, when you get to LA, man, do stuff that people don't"? No. No. You're people just like, are like, you're like, here, you in a steam room? Hold my dick. I mean, no, <laughs> not, no one's helping you. I I was telling somebody a story like this the other day that I I think I just picked it up quickly. Maybe it's a Philly thing yeah. or whatever. I think if you're from the East Coast, mm-hmm. you're very much a flight or a fight or flight person yeah. you're like a scared rat and you're I can used, see that you're used yeah. to everybody taking your shit mm-hmm. so I came out here young enough where I felt that I was like that but I also had a positive outlook I felt like oh this is a new world um, I was telling somebody I used to wait at all the clubs mm-hmm. you would wait and do the open you know to try to get a spot there used to be a lottery I don't know how the improv does it now you would wait to get a ticket to get your name called to get a spot. So you'd have to wait to try to see yeah. if you even get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. that's so how the source does it, yeah. Nutty nuts, right? Very hard. Anyway, eventually I get on, and it was like, you know, a year of this process. And I'm getting ready to do one of my early sets, and all of a sudden the guy goes, you got bumped. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean you got bumped? He's like, yeah, this guy's doing the time in front of you. I go, why? He goes, because he's got a commercial. <laughs> what do you got? You got shit. <laughs> and I go, no, wait a minute. I, I waited my time. I waited in line. Yeah. I waited in line yeah. And he goes, he's on TV, God damn it. <laughs> and he fucking started. And he go, I go, so is that what it is? Yeah, we want fame. We want stores. It was a different voice. but <laughs> That's still a good one. And I was like, well, that, what about jokes? He's like, yeah, they help too. And then, this guy's on a Payless shoe commercial. And it was fucking, it was, it was Bruce Fine, who is a comedian. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Bruce. Bruce, a good guy. Short guys got to stick together, yeah. so I know Bruce. And I was like, what the fuck? And Bruce went off, he killed, he had like 20 minutes. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this? It's like, so I did that a couple times, and after a few times, I got bumped a few times. And I'm like, by different people, I'm like, okay, I know this game. Yeah. So you just got to fucking go get famous. Because I literally was like being a stand-up, like writing a joke at a coffee shop. and go, Not that everybody else did do that but i didn't realize that that could expediate the process yes. yeah so absolutely. then i was lucky long story short the factory you know it was very tough to get in but i got in and a commercial agent saw me mm-hmm. after mad rejections i finally got a commercial and it was vans and that helped me and then pff, 
spot started going like that. No kidding. I wasn't any funnier. Was the you know what I mean? Like there's other guys that were not as funny. I mean that were funnier, but they didn't have the commercial. What was right. the commercial? It was for Van sneakers. It was really early. Van and it was big, sk- huh? Skate sneakers. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I was the Van's boy. Yeah. And it was '94 ish, I think. And Did you have the blonde hair by then? A long ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> but classic look. Yeah, but I had like your '90s look was crushing it. It was. An, everybody yeah. wanted to be, you know, Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Silver chair ish. Yeah. But that was, and then I was able to do ten minutes, which I was able to scrape ten minutes and go around town. But literally, it, the doors opened up. Now, Which why is, why did the SNL audition not happen? Like, what do you were you just nervous too green? Like, I can tell you this. Yeah. actually, um, this is fascinating. Actually, I I think it was ninety four. Okay, and I auditioned with a woman. Her name is Pam Thomas, and she was like a scout. Mm-hmm. So I got flown to. I want to say it was Gotham. I don't know if Gotham yeah. was around. Oh then. yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it was Gotham then, or it was the a club that could have been Gotham. Yeah. And Lauren was there, and 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 Chris Farley was there. Wow! And I think Molly Shannon auditioned with me. Okay, I think she did. And I I got mad stories about this. I went in, yeah. and I think it was mostly I want to say mostly women. Mm-hmm. And Janine was already on the show, but right. I think it was rumored that she was leaving. And they just said that uh, the feedback was he doesn't do enough political impressions. Political impressions. Yeah. So this Which, is what ninety three. That said? was ninety four ish. That 94, was four. So, so that's I think what La- that's what Lauren might have said. I don't know. Yeah. I never got the feedback from him. Mid Bush. But and so yeah. mid Bush. So people. But I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was doing some jokes. I did some other impressions. Yeah. And it was at a comedy club. So yeah. it was more of a stand up. And the one thing is that they, the the lady said, you know, Lauren Michaels, you know, he loves traveling celebrities animals and children you know those are like his interests mm-hmm. and i was i wanted to go up to him and go hey lauren did you hear about bruce willis's daughter's dog like took a trip to tahiti yeah went on a cruise <laughs> it was crazy like, like you know he loves his kids he loves yeah. animals he loves to travel and anyway how do i connect yeah that's how i was like trying to connect <laughs> yeah. and um so anyway, that didn't happen, but Molly Shannon, I don't think, got it that year. Mm-hmm. So then I was still with this woman, and I was like, you know, starting to get auditions and stuff. And like a year later, she goes, come to the Groundlings with me. And I'm like, this is the place, you know, that I didn't pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she goes, there's, there's two guys here that they, they, they're looking to, to, to look at. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to go watch two comedians <laughs> that SNL is interested in? She goes, yeah. So I sit in the audience. I watched the show, and I'm like, okay, yep, yep, that one and that one is going to go. Boom, Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell. Whoa. There you go. I was at that show when they got picked. Oh, my. He did Monkey Boy, and Will yeah. did The Cheerleader. No um, shit. Among many other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but and, you just knew, huh? And, and I just it. knew. Then I saw Molly, and I'm like, bam, she got the other. And I'm like, yo, are they doing callbacks for last year? And they're like, they yeah. too many guys now. And then yeah, because they just picked up this Will Ferrell and this Chris Kattan guy. Yeah. Good little tidbit, though, right? Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. That's why I there, said so. Now, what did you see in what they were doing that you were like, all right, maybe there's something there? I, also, they were sketch and you were stand-up, right? So yeah. That's, I think mm-hmm. probably I was t- probably still a little green. Like, yeah. you would have to take me on and see that this guy. I know I have. Maybe, maybe I wasn't as polished as I could have been. But they could. I, don't know, I think they could have saw that I could have 
had the potential. Yeah. But I was young. I was like 23. Yeah. But right. it's just not that young. Because no. There's young guys on there. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe they just thought I was, you know, more work. I don't know. Maybe I didn't look right. I have no idea. For whatever you know reason. how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's the bastion of the, you know, it's the greatest of comedy. So what can I say? And the, even getting plucked to yeah, audition yeah. for it is like I was great. Right. Very and the, fortunate. And the and the craziest thing about this industry is that, like, a lot of actors, comedians, we always like internalize everything like oh it, it, it was something i did i could have done something different yeah but then sometimes you got you gotta realize sometimes it's because hey they already have too many women or they need a black guy or yeah. they just had a bad day that day and they're not feeling it like that's all these different factors can always weigh into why you get something why you don't get something and while Sometimes it's about you. It's not always about you. There's there, there, there's always there's always you sound like variables. Marty Power. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Sometimes it's not always about you. Thank you, Doctor Phil. There's yeah. other <laughs> things that are going. You're what? gonna be okay, kid. <laughs> You're gonna be all right. He's on TV. <laughs> Fuck you. Did you work shitty jobs while you're at or no? Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. I haven't had a shit. I haven't had a regular job though since I've been 23, there which is go. pretty good. It's amazing. Not bad. What but, were the jobs prior? Dude, everything. I worked at Red Lobster. I was a host. Yes. Um, what was your go-to line? <laughs> and would it differ between like hot girls and like businessmen? Were you uh, like, fellas? We've and- got biscuits. Wait, what was my go-to line for what? I don't know. <laughs> Being a Red Lobster host. <laughs> well, I had really bad. Did they give you a greeter script? Well, I was. Go to the- Shellfish. I don't know. I was the host and I had terrible skin, right? And I had mm-hmm. a lot of zits. And this is going to sound terrible, but probably I'm going to get backlash for this. But the no. bartender yeah. behind the bar was Henry Lee. And he goes, and I wanted to be an actor. He goes, hey, I can help you with your acting. And I'm like, why? And he goes, I can help you with your acting. Acting? Yeah, I said acting. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, can you get me like a coach or an agent? He goes, yeah, act like an agent. I said, what do you mean act like an agent? He goes, yeah, it's a, a, a chemical agent. It's a lemon. You put it on your face. I'm not kidding. It's a chemical agent. And I'll have you. I'm like, acne? He goes, yeah, yeah, acne. You got pimple face. That's really true. People are going to probably say it, but that was really no, how he talked. Dude, that's a true story, and it acne. makes the story better when you Took do the forever. Work. I even got you right there, but yeah. it was real. Yeah, exactly. But, and Bud Bundy's sister used to work there, and she's stinking hot. Oh, David Faustino's sister. Yeah. And that's when I saw Arsenio all the time. He would come in. Where uh, are you going? In the, sa- in, in the same Burbank <laughs> Red Lobster or something? No, he would come in all the time and eat. No, I like it. It's yeah, good. Yeah. All right, there you go. And when does... Uh, is, is, is Scream the big break? Is, is Scream the thing that made it... it? I was saw something with... Uh, mm-hmm. I was using all these quotes recently with uh, Bono. And he says... It's not one break; it's many. I mean, some people do yeah. have one break. Yeah. I had multiple little breaks. Well, because I mean, you had uh, three kings right after that, right, or right before that. I got listen. I, my my first kind of break was that Vans commercial. Yep. Yeah. Now then, you're still working at Lobster when you get that commercial. Uh no. I you, that, well, no, no, yeah, no. I was working on Pizza Hut. Yeah, thank you. I just want to know. I, I gotta tell this. We're moving on to Scream, obviously, in the other ship. But I just right. want to know those jobs. Like when you're working there, because that's a cool thing. Like when yeah. you transition out of that, and when you're out there, and then you walk in with a well, little more swagger. Like you see me on that Vans commercial, get your own fucking biscuits. Well, you know how. Well, you know how people say like, "Oh, I kept my day job." Yeah. And it kept, no, as soon as I got one thing, <laughs> I fucking quit. I'm not going. Yeah, I was on a set. Yeah. But here's what I want to say: as I did, this is crazy. And this is stand up has helped me so much. I did Factory. Mm-hmm. I got a commercial agent out of there, and I got a test commercial for Vans. That's how it happened, and they picked five comedians. To do like a test tape for a new Vans, they did the tape. They showed it to the guy. The guy who owns Vans is a 
Southern California dude. He's like a surfer. And they go, what about that guy? Like they were going to hire real actors. And he mm-hmm. goes, well, he's just an unknown guy. And he goes, yeah, bring him in. Why can't he do it? Boom. And I met the guy. And that's how I got hired. Whoa. Now, that was right. an incredible stroke of luck. Yeah. So I made $6,000, which is really great. So the, the like my my whole tax return from the year before was ninety three hundred, all right. The year before that was like another night. So it was pizza. It was Red Lobster. I was a massage helper's assistant. What? I dug ditches, like all, all the stuff. All the jobs. But dug ditches for what? For the city, like you help pot potholes and like Shit. they did summer like mm-hmm. jump in work. It wasn't like a con. Big what's con the tra- what's the small talk like with those guys when you're doing that, <laughs> dude? You guys barely lasted. <laughs> it's like I mean, I, it's literally. At some point, you're like, I'm gonna get in one of these fucking holes and bury myself. Yes, but the thing is, there's no phones or anything back then. It's yeah. just the guys smoke taking a cigarette break. Yeah. and like smoking. And guess what? The small talk not any better, right? Yeah, you're probably dying for a phone at that point. Yeah, you're like, when's lunch? That's yeah. the small talk. <laughs> but I want to tell you this. I don't know who listens if it's like actors too. Or actors, yeah. comedians, a lot of normal people. I went yeah. from making 9300 at my, my Pizza Hut job and, mm-hmm. and then to I got that commercial and then I got a Blockbuster commercial. Oh, my God. And Jim Gaffigan was in it too. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. And it, I went from that and then that year I made 98000 <sighs> So I literally went from ninety three hundred <laughs> to ten times in my and I was twenty three and I was like that that's our business. Now I right. had shit for like four years, but that's not a hard struggle. No. It is hard when yeah. you're in it, but it wasn't a long struggle. Mm-hmm. And I mean look at it, it goes up, it goes down. Yeah, sure. But I knew I was on. So anyone listening, it is our business, but I mean there's a lot of things in there I can't tell you in one hour, it take nine hours. But that mm-hmm. well you'll have to just but, come back. The Blockbuster commercial. What was I mean, dude, the, let's be honest, that Blockbuster was not only the king of video, but dude, I mean, as far as companies go and franchises and like for what it was doing for people, yeah. like Unreal. And their commercials, I remember all of them. They were so epic. Bro, these commercials were for Europe. It was Europe? Yeah. No, so it was me, Jim Gaffigan, this other girl, this black chick and this white chick, and I forget Mm -hmm. their names, I apologize. And we were the entertainment team. And so, (laughs) you know, like Jim was, you know, his like, you know, his more sardonic guy and the and I was like the goofy white guy and the other girl was this and that. And we would go around and like go to different stores and like never know where the entertainment team is going to show up with new blockbuster specials. And that was our <laughs> thing. But it we shot it in Venice. We shot it here. And then it aired in Europe. And then we went to Europe to promote it. It was awesome. To promote it? Wait, to promote a commercial? Like they we they brought us out to like their shareholders meeting. And now the, you're the team. Yeah. Because it's like and now we have a new <laughs> like, marketing yeah, the commercial thing. characters. So yeah. that, and that was pretty Epic! To wow, go to get like a, first time yeah, in Europe for that was my first time. Yeah, for making yeah. nine thousand dollars a year to, to now that. you get a free trip to you get Europe. Flown and in. now yes. at some point are you at some sort of like mixer for the whole thing? And somebody the head of Blockbuster's <laughs> like, I'm telling you, kid, I know SNL didn't work out, but you got a future as the Blockbuster yeah. guy, <laughs> dude. It's so that I went right to like Wayne Huizinga, but I don't think he was there. You know who that was? Yeah. Wait, that was he the was, owner of the Dolphins, dude. That was he bought the Dolphins with the Blockbuster money. Yeah, like, that dude went from waste management to Blockbuster to the dolphins like boom <laughs> and uh yeah though i was it was all of that yeah and then i it was the first time i ever went to france i took the, the train and i was like it was awesome but what's crazy is that i i just read something that netflix offered blockbuster netflix offered to sell themselves the blockbuster for 50 million back in the day and really? blockbuster goes nah we're good 
Oh, oh yeah. my God. Is that not crazy? The crazy. The, is that not crazy? The craziest part is that there's oh. still a handful of blockbusters that I are still know, open. I know, dude. They're around the country, and, and when you see them, you have to stop and be like, it's like hopping into a time Bro. capsule. There's always like only maybe four people in them, though. Right? Yeah. The one right here was the go-to. Where was it? Right here on Sunset. Yeah, right by uh, right where the where that the, the chicken place. Well, is. because that, it's Zanku now the chicken? bank. It's right next to it. The bank that was a that huge, chase was a huge blockbuster. That's a great spot. I do not know that. And that and that's Massive. on Sunset. So like, you were the neighborhood man. Ba- back in the day, like <laughs> celebrities <laughs> had to rent tapes <laughs> too. I, you know oh, what I mean? Shit, so dude. like, they, I would go in and like yeah. pick up one. I'm in. I'm like. Any, Discount. <laughs> like, I'm in the movie. You I'm like, see celebrities yeah. at a blockbuster. Oh, right? all day. Or you see somebody go, yeah, my, you see where your shit went. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, the shit went right here. But you would get the whole fucking wall. I had a movie and it was like, oh, I was, it's fucking, you're pissed. You're pissed that it's not in the theater, but it's on a whole wall. There's like oh, 200 tapes in a blockbuster. Yo. I would take that today. That's a good get. Yeah. So when you walk, a billboard. When you right? walked in, that could, when you walked in and saw the screen, like, you know, when a video was gone, it was just the. The paper of the case, like against the thing, and the yeah. video wasn't like. I'm sure you went at, at times, probably for many times, when all the screen ones were just gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was. That's almost like a credit. You can go up to like this guy just went to Blockbuster. All the tapes were gone. Give it up for Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's writing scream. You know. <laughs> that's a good hope. Right? <laughs> His stuff is not available in stores. It's gone. Hey, that's funny. I like uh, it, man. And then uh, like, so you have that year, and then. Is is you, you just like okay? Well, now no, that I got the that commercial or? started li- li- getting mm-hmm. stuff, and it's literally work begets work. So then I used the tape. Marty was in full effect, and I got a real agent. I got with APA, great, and man. then they signed me across the board, and they were great. And I started getting auditions. So Ron Levitt, um, who God rest his soul, did a show called. It was Bobcat was on it, and he was the he was like the rabbit. It was a talking rabbit in a family. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Kevin Conley. Happily ever after. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, unhappily Co- ever after. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Nikki Cox. It was a married, you know, yeah. like rip-off kind of. So I did a couple episodes of that, and mm-hmm. then that led to a couple of Peter Engels, which was just California Dreams, which was the, yes. I never got the the big show. I never got Married with Children. I always got the second one, Unhappy. So, I never so got Saved by the Bell. Not Saved by the Bell. I got California Dreaming. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, so but like, I will but say, I'll take it. As a product of somebody who loved those shows, California <laughs> Dreams was just as good as You're, Saved by the you Bell. You got it. Right. And yeah. preach, well, preach. I'll and say it. that band, the California Dreaming band, was better than Zack Attack. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll flat out say it. You know what's scary? And I will fight anyone that disagrees with me. Wait, how old are you? (laughs) I'm 33. See, it's so nuts because you grew up on Zack Attack. I was like, fuck. I was like just auditioning. I'm like, what the fuck is Zack Attack? (laughs) I would never... Because I was... Trying to do it, but wait, yeah, are you thirty three yeah, yeah. too? Thirty four, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. funny, but yes, I do know all that. Oh, now. so you you were looking at Saved by the Bell, being like, I don't get this. These guys are. I was just trying to act, and yeah. that was geared toward you know younger, yeah, mm-hmm. kids. I'm like 15, 13 years old, right? Yeah, you guys, fourteen. But anyway, so I do that. Still a pizza hut, by the way? No, that's no, dude, fuck that. I told you, fuck off. Real, I'm, on, qu- real quick, I'm holding up vans. Real quick, how was the pizza hut? Fuck you. Like, what was the exit like, <laughs> dude? And how was pizza hut in general? Wait, I could tell you so many stories. Yeah, but man. I'm Fire away. I'm what can you tell? Why? Well, it's just some of them are so politically incorrect. Of, well, dude, this podcast is, is. I love it game because on. everybody's such a crybaby now. But it's like you I know, know right? it's just so stupid. But I'm just gonna do what I do anyway. So. I love you. So I'm working at Pizza Hut. I've worked. At 
done those. I've, I, I think I had like 30 jobs, but they're all, some of them are very quick, but I mm-hmm. did a few of these. I would never work at McDonald's. That is the lowest because that is just terrible. <laughs> but these other but jobs. Pizza Hut, yeah. Well, pizza Hut because you're your own boss and you're, you're, a, you're a con man and you're a mm-hmm. charming man. Right, that's how we sell ourselves, and so you know you can get a tip out of somebody. So oh, sometimes I, I would make a yeah. hundred bucks. That's a lot of fucking money, uh, right? Yeah. So because oh, you were delivering, I was delivering. Okay. So I went in, and it was like a mirror. This was this dude, and he was like Hungarian, or I don't know who he was. And he, I went in, and it was like I'm trying to remember this whole story, but yeah. it was like at near. It was post riots. Mm-hmm. And it was just the L.A. at that time on was edge. literally like you saw the black dude the day before the riots. It's like, yo, what's up, dog? Hey, feeling, you know, after the riots, you just kind of eyeballed each other. It's like, yo, what's up? I mean, unless he was your friend, <laughs> yeah, right. it was like, what's up? It's you like, know what it, I mean? It, it, is it about to happen? Yeah, like, because <laughs> it was beyond on edge, you know, it's a whole other. Yeah, it, watch, watch the O.J. Right. documentary. You'll get an idea of what it was yeah, like. Yeah, it was. And I lived in Koreatown at the time. It was oh. so cheap. Yeah. And so I'm working at Pizza Hut in the Valley. And um, the North Hollywood one, and it's still there. And I had a delivery, and at that time, there was some fucking like footage again of okay. like Rodney King okay. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the dudes had my pizza, and they looked at the pizza. Now, you know, let, I, I mean, you tell me when it's gonna get uncomfortable, but let's just say that black people sometimes like to inspect that pizza yeah, when norm? they get it. Norm? They, Norm, yeah. do you like to know what you got? Make sure you got it. Norm, are you black? I thought you were Hawaiian. I wasn't sure. You look like The Rock. But, but so am I wrong, Norm? And I grew up in Philly, so I know what's up, right? Like, you, you like to know. If you ordered sausage, you want to make sure it's on there, right? So these dudes were inspecting the pizza, which just happens with every race, but this just happened to be black. And there was some fucking footage of Rodney King, and they were watching that shit. And it was like a rehash, and they're like, oh, oh. And they're like, yo, fuck that motherfucker, man. And they're like, oh, not Rodney. They're like, yo, fuck this, man. I can't believe it, motherfucker. Like, it was some kind of thing that yeah. got off. Yeah, yeah. Was it like the beat? The Rodney King wasn't, no, Rodney wasn't guilty, or the oh, cops. The cops got off. The cops got yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, And it was the replay, and it right. was like, yo, Fuck this man, yo! Fuck, and it was just a lot of fuck. Yo, man, is this the right salt? Yo, fuck! Ooh, yo, fuck, man, is that pepper? Ooh, like five of those, and I'm like, you know what, guys, are you not happy? And they're like, yeah, man, fuck this pizza. I'm like, here, you know what? Just customer policy. You just you take it. You know what I mean? Gave them the two, and it was like deep in the valley. And I'm like, here you go. Like you just take. They're like, yeah, fuck, and they were just cursing, going fuck it. And that was just, I was like, we can afford those two pizzas. Not saying, not saying they took it. No, no, I'm saying. wasn't taken. I you read the room. I read the room right. exactly, and I and said, you're like, you know, "I'm not dying for two pizzas." No, I mean, you know what? Customer policy. <laughs> yeah. I go back, and Amir goes, "Where, where the where's the money?" And I said, "Dude, we got to do a fucking uh, we got to do a promo code on this one." Yeah. And he yeah. goes, "What do you mean they they don't pay?" And I said, "No, they didn't fucking pay. I mean, they could have paid, but the shit was a lot. They were fucking uncomfortable. Do you know what the fuck is going on right now? Do you see the fucking fire across the street? No, fuck them, motherfuckers. They all it." And he went off. Oh no! So I don't know why I told that story, but that was basically That's a great pizza. Yeah, great- well, that was hey, he. Man. I he took it out of my fucking check, and I was oh. like, Amir, it's worth the eighteen or twenty. Yeah. in case, dude, you have to. Customers always right, and like I feel like yes. that situation. There's probably. 
I mean, daily for every day. But I will say, they I was, was done the same thing. If like a modern day, like some <laughs> Ferguson stuff's going on, and then I, and then I walk in like, hey, hi guys, no, yeah. here's your pizza. Yeah, this but- is this is the best thing I could do. Closest thing to reparations. Yeah. There you go, done. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I would have did have a bunch of girls were like, fuck this guy here. <laughs> no, but like literally, I will say defend him though. It was the North Hollywood Pizza Hut. A lot of people are scams around. There. <laughs> I got There's a lot of crackheads around. There, so. He's constantly getting fucked, but but I bounced. Yeah, but he was actually a nice dude. He just was always high strung, high strung Middle Eastern. Would you make jokes when you were? You said you were like charming, trying to get tips and stuff. Would that? Would you try to like work out material or? Um, or just innately I try to just, just chum it always up. Always trying to look because it's so quick. Some people just like want to get their pizza and be like, "Hey, man, I'm closing the door as you're handing me the pizza. Like, just fuck off." Like if it was like a Friday night and it was mm-hmm. like you know a bang out, and I knew knew the girl was there and the dude was there, and it was like I could see a bang out was happening. I'd be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, a little mm-hmm. pre or post, and then like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. little, <laughs> little, maybe peel off a pre couple extra post. ones. Yeah, yeah, pre or post, right? You know what I'm saying? A little carbo there, yeah. Yeah. or somebody was. Stoned. I don't really even smoke that much. I'm like, right. okay, yeah, sure. This is great. You know, yeah. you like just try to be their friend. Whatever, Fuck dude. Yeah, dude. I would goes live, a long way. Totally. That's mm-hmm. because that's all I have is my wits. It's like that's all we have. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, and that's so. It's whether it's comedy. It's all fucking con. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Acting. This is what Jay Z says. Rap is just another kind. You know what I mean? And I think it's that's so. Well, and, and, and I was like you good said, at you it. knew you knew how to sell yourself. Yeah. Yes. From you being on the phone for. 22 hours a day trying to trying to sell people long distance cards or whatever the hell like like it is crazy that yeah. you, you use everything too like all those like moments with those people chumming it up like yeah. I'm not saying like that's what led to like scream like directly but like I don't know man like just getting comfortable shoot totally. like this podcast like I say this all the time like just makes me more comfortable in social situations now like if I'm at a, a buddy's wedding and I'm around a bunch of people that I don't know and the conversation is just the worst I feel comfortable enough to navigate either to like go all right I need to be the funny one in the circle because everybody sucks or I know how to get out of here you know how, on, a, on a line that's not going to seem super Irish goodbye how often do you feel uncomfortable around people be honest. Um, not, I mean, now, like... What? Just, yeah. like, would you rather see people or rather avoid? That's my question. Avoid. S- me too! Yeah, me too! Me yeah. too! <laughs> Hold on, so is that, I'll tell you, well, is that a, a comic thing, famous thing, uh, uh, and, and does... Or is for it you guys insular probably, thing? No, like, yeah. I, like, see people... It's weird. Well, people and, will pick Brad up, and that's probably why he's always like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, no, that's a different, that's a different thing. That's a real, that's a different thing." Because I've hung out with Vern Troyer, and he's yeah. much smaller than you, but I yeah. know that that he, he actually is that's very a real thing. No, it's it's he, it's actually fucking scary. It's oh. PTSD. It's yeah. like, dude, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, so oh, that, I could, uh, you're out of control. I've I've broken two people's noses because I I felt they they they, they, they came from behind me and they like just went up and like grabbed the bottom of my arms and just started lifting. I went fuck this and just. Threw threw my head back bro. and then cracked somebody in the nose, bro. Now let me ask Happened you this. twice. Oh now God. that is no, that to me is not that is not surprising. Yeah. Only because of Vern and and different people I've met. Yeah, sure. my friend Deep Roy, who is yeah, Deep, the, uh, my buddy Char- uh, Charlie, Charlie Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. Yeah, yeah. But literally, and then you know, tell me when I'm annoying you, but no, like never. they they think people, Deep's a fucking trinket, you know? And, yeah, and it's like, 
what? And it's it, it's so bizarre. And yeah. It's only if you like hung out with big people. I'm yeah. not like Shaq has ever picked me up. I don't hang out with him that much. <laughs> yeah. But I could see if he picked me up, how that would be. Yeah. Fucking. Well, because now you're not you're not in control of yes. your body anymore. Someone else is. And I and this is totally different for me and, and I, for you too. But yeah. like after a show, mm-hmm. the, some of the violation I get from drunk motherfucking people, oh, I so terrible that. I, I can probably feels a little bit like what you do. You have it much worse, mm-hmm. but I have my own shit with you know fame and all that. Yeah, sure, but, sure. So sure. you have a comedian and you're dwarf. So you have a couple. You have a double. You have a double or triple yeah, in there. That and and yeah. and I I would love for people to see. Do they? The, they probably thought you were out of line to do that. They probably did. People think I'm yeah. out of line when I have my fucking boundaries. Yeah, well, because like sometimes, yeah, it's crazy. Sometimes like a deserving. 47 year old divorcee will grab like we'll all start, day. We'll, we'll start like grabbing white. the package and stuff. Be like, no, no, you don't get to do that. Yes, a white. It's white. Yeah. I always say white older women are the most annoying audience members. Yeah, I've, they're the most I've, entitled. I've had a. I I took a picture with someone two weeks ago, and this woman was like, "Hey, do you want to get a picture?" Yeah, absolutely, I will take a picture with you. And we lean in, take the picture. Right before we take the picture, she licks the side of my face, and I was just like, "Bit what? <laughs> like you don't get to do that? Like you like like I just got I just got old lady HPV, and yeah. now and now that's what I got on." She's me. like, "You work at the factory. You must taste like what the walls taste <laughs> yeah, like." Yeah, like no, I don't taste like snozberries, bitch. Like stop, <laughs> stop fucking licking me. Yeah, that's really funny. It, he, Here's the one time I get uncomfortable, and it happened two nights ago, so I, it's a great question that you asked. Okay. Because I feel... And I want to comment on it after yeah, you say Yeah, I'm still, you know, on the up and up, and so, you know, I've been headlining now, what, four years? And so, I still very am, um, I don't know, just I, I... Look, there have been instances where I get annoyed with the people overstepping boundaries, but I... I just I, I'm up for dealing with it because I'm like it's usually it's them out of like being over flattering and over drunk and over you know boisterous so I know how to like put, but sometimes I have to just go all right man fucking you're you're fucked up get out of here you know but I I do it in a nice way but a few nights ago this guy I hadn't seen him in a long time and he was running the show I was doing in in Venice and uh, and he goes what's up man what's up and I go hey dude. And then uh, he patted me on the shoulder, and I go, hey, cool. And he goes, so how you been? Another shoulder pat. And then right. I go, great, man. He goes, you've been fucking, dude, you've been working a lot. Pat, another shoulder. Three pats. Three mm. shoulder pats in 15 seconds. And then the next one. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. <laughs> I mean. I hope he is. I hope he is, man, because this is an epidemic. Dudes overstepping physical boundaries Wait, so with shoulder pats and shoulder rubs that Rub. turn into like, and then he did a shoulder rub. Uh, back shoulder tap combo I'm like dude is this a, am I on fear factor like how uncomfortable can you get Throw, dude I can handle snakes and roaches at this point because yes. he was just and look it was it, there's nothing homophobic about it yeah, it's, it's just, just personal space personal space and that's also yeah. I don't even I don't we, dude, we don't know each other enough even my be- dude even if my dad was just like four shoulder pats in 12 seconds I'd be like dad fucking hug me or kiss me at this point you know yes. and uh, so that made me uncomfortable and I didn't I literally, it was the first time in a long time, so again, it's crazy you're asking, where I literally got uh, jammed up as far as like knowing how to get out of it. And I go, the only move here is just to walk away. So literally, when he, I didn't answer any of his questions, and he was like, you good, you been doing this, this, and shoulder pats, shoulder pats, and I just go, I go, yeah, man, everything's gravy. And then I just walked away. I have to. And yeah. I was like. You want I, gravy on him. I want gravy. <laughs> yeah. Put gravy on him. You gravied them up, you lathered them up in gravy. Ain't and, that right? and by the way, everything's gravy is not on my repertoire of no, sayings. No, I know. <laughs> so it was you don't have that. You chamber. did that to me, man. Yeah, you're gonna touch me that you much. You gravied yourself. <laughs> You are your own fucking ladle, okay, pal? Social gravy. Yes. Too much. Yeah. You know what? That's going to be the new ice bucket challenge is that people gravy. are going to get gravied. 
<laughs> my so what, so my yeah. thing is is that I just I can't stand fucking fakeness. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a deep rooted thing. So literally, when I see shit, when I just it's most of the world is fake or they're not being who they are. So it's just like yeah. I get so. But recently, I don't know. In the last year or two, I've just been able to like. I still feel it, but I can still bullshit, and everyone thinks I'm having a good time. Wow. But I used to just be like, oh, I wouldn't go out. Like, well, This is one of the reasons I'm starting to do the stand-up in town. Yeah. Like, I started the last couple of months. Is because It's great that you're around, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah. Right? Nice, thank you for having me. Yes, people are pumped to see you in like, you're in the store, and, uh, and like, yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate it, because, yeah. you know, and Bobby Lee, you know, told me this. He's like, dude, you got to go up in front of your peers. Because yeah. if you're doing a road, like I was telling Brad, we were saying outside, it's like I would see him either either before or after or Rob weekend, Schneider's yeah. name, before yeah. Yeah, after yeah, Whitney yeah. Cummings, Dalia, and then it was really I saw Dalia on the road, his name all the time, and then he's at the store all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, and then I would see Bobby, and then he'd be here all the time, and Bobby was like, look, dude, you gotta be in front of your peers because a they gotta know you're alive, and b. <laughs> It's just like it's just good, yeah. And it's true. It's like I, yeah. I just did Schomburg. I loved it. Had a great time. But you know, certain bits I do in Schomburg might not work at the Improv, sure. And I might have to step my game up. And it's, it's like it, you see Craig Robinson, you see you, you see Dane, yeah. you see everybody, and it's just like, it's, it's good. And some of it's like a little trial by fire, but I love it now because also it's also because comedy's never been hotter. I yeah. mean, fuck. I mean, besides the eighties. You got you got Hart was at the story. I did a show last week with Sarah Mello and they, Dave 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 did it. What that night? Chappelle. Yeah, he did yeah. the hour and a half. Yeah. I go, where's I was, Adam? They go, he's long gone. Yeah. Adam had, by the way, Adam I had, had a six a.m. flight. <laughs> dude, Dave is my favorite comic dude, and I've seen him a billion times. I know, but, but no. guess what? I'll watch him a billion more. But you, and I watched uh, an hour, and then and my buddy is his. No, um, you. I was waiting. I'm like, was Adam gonna follow? Is Dave? And she's like, no, he's gonna catch oh, a plane. And you know what? Yeah. Also, catch a plane, but also I I another reading the room moment where I'm sitting there and my buddy who uh, is his uh, Live Nation um, like road guy and he goes, he goes hey man he's just gonna go up and just do a little bit I go I go, dude he goes is that cool I go you don't have to check with me man I right. wanna watch him I'd rather him go first I go and but I go but I'm gonna like definitely check in and see if it's going too long and so then after an hour I'm like alright if he gets off and I'm standing there and I'm like you know and again like needing to get up early and I'm like alright do I just stay up at this point and then I'm like do I follow an hour? If he gets off in the next hour five minutes, Dave Chappelle. do I follow? Because he's talked about everything. The room <laughs> is done. And I go, dude, it's... And there was a lot of comments Check before. your Yeah, right. check your ego at some point and go... But but I'm in there and I'm going like... Because I, you know, and I've had to follow a lot. I've been in those situations where it's like, you know, in, in Dane's heyday where he's done 45 on a show and you have to go up after or Louis pops mm-hmm. in, whoever. And so I'm like, stand there being like, dude, make yourself go up anyway. Fucking, this is good for you. Yeah. And then after an hour and they did 30 more minutes and I stayed for all 90 and then I'm like alright now you're definitely not going up <laughs> wait though you I left at a 115 and I thought he did another 45 and he, that was only because I was just I just had to go yeah so, so he I was awesome yeah yeah. But so, so then I so you watched it and then left. Okay. Well, no, I no, I left probably about thirty before he got. No, off yeah, because I think so. Maybe it was an hour and change yeah. that I had seen. Yeah, I just but, kind of fact checked you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't news. even there. Fake news. Yeah, but, but but you know what? That's so true. When you say you have to go up in front of your peers, because then you have to. we we like you have to let other people know what you're doing yeah. what you're up to because who knows someone may get a show someone may have an opportunity for a 100%. part and then like if you're not in their minds as a person who's constantly doing stand up yeah. and around and good let me comment on that yeah. out of sight out of mind is a real thing dude I gotta you comment s- on both of that yeah. I totally agree because mm. 
it's funny, and I think this is why I'm more comfortable now in the last two years. I'm not saying I was never not comfortable. I could always make people think that, but inside I wasn't. I'm actually comfortable where it's because it's your outlook. I think I had I had an outlook like if I wasn't like being hired for something, I'd be like, what the fuck? What whose fucking balls do I have to lick? Like, yo, I did this, this, and this. But, you know, A, they're not thinking of you unless you're in your face. There's so many people. B, if you are not having something that's hot right now, they're not thinking of you. It's a big part of it. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, but then, then when you start going in the room, or they don't go in the room, and they just go, "Yeah, Jamie's not right." And you're like, "What? What the fuck?" <laughs> so it's you're totally right because it's just what are you doing lately, and where are you? Yeah. And and I totally agree with that. And now that my outlook is like, "Hey, man, something happened when I like hit 45," and I'm just like, "I'm just happy to be here." And it took a while, and I, my mm-hmm. ego got really checked. Not like I was an asshole, but I was definitely thought I was entitled to some things. Well, so I, I yeah. learned that. And especially coming in, out in LA, because when you travel, I mean, and not to say that the comics on the road aren't good, because they are, but when you're, when, when you have the feature that is the local from Columbus, Ohio, that's different than when Dane goes up before you, to yeah. when uh, to when Dalia goes up before you, when, when all these guys and girls go up before you that are I mean, because out New York, LA, they're they're legends. They're the top of our business. So that's sort of your measuring stick, where you go, okay, Joe Coy just crushed it. I'm gonna go on after him, and then I want to crush. Yeah, like that, it's that it's that sort of competitive mentality. That that's what it is, and it is. But like, but so it's that's why you have to be really prepared because it's literally eight people in front of you crushing. Yeah. twenty minutes apiece. So yeah. it's but it's good, but it's like. It's the best of the best. You've, know, you've known Bobby for a long time, yeah? Oh, yeah. And you put him in Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, just no, he wasn't kicking it. Kicking it, that's right. Yeah. Kicking it old school. That's I right. love Bobby. Mm-hmm. The he, best. He's, now, he just got a show. He just got a show uh, for ABC. Break. Oh, yeah. You did text him, dude. Is oh, this breaking news? Yeah, you guys didn't know Wait, that? No, show I didn't got picked up? Yeah, dude. He's on it. What show? Uh, I don't know the name of it, oh, but bad. he's on. And Dustin Yobara just got a show. Dustin Yobara from, yeah. from Dallas. Yeah, he goes yeah. from show to show. Yeah, so he's doing so. But but uh, yeah, Bobby's a great guy. Uh, he's the first guy that took me on the road with him, and it, just talk about be, meeting people. Like it was at the store, and I started just being around there more, and we started to become friendly. And then he was just like, you know, come on the road this weekend, try it out. And then it was two years, and it was like that allowed me to quit. I was working at Universal Studios um, as a tour guide, and then as Wolverine, and I was like, oh, now I can quit. Because I'm fucking making just enough to like scrape by, you know. It was like, wow, you were Wolverine, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole other. Yeah, I'll come on your podcast and we'll just talk about that <laughs> at a fucking Quiznos one night. <laughs> yeah, you know the first time I actually even had contact with you. I don't know if you remember this. Right. It was when two girls, one cup was a thing. Yeah, I mean that's how a lot of relationships start. Is <laughs> when two girls, one cup. Some of the best friendships start. <laughs> like that end because of that video. I feel like that wasn't that long ago. That's I mean two thousand. That's how it was, I want to say seven or eight. Okay. Yeah, two what? girls, one cup. That's how MySpace era. Yes. Yeah. What happened? You sent me a message, and you know, did I? Did you do a funny video? And I, I did comment? a Kermit the Frog. Wow, that it. shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, dude. Remember, because people were doing reaction videos, and I was like, I got to get on this, but I can't just do another oh, person. Dude. And I had this Kermit puppet, because I'm a big Muppet fan, and I took it, and I had, and then I did end up doing two of them. I did, like, Kermit showing Ralph the dog watching it, oh, and you sent me dude. a message, and Perez Hilton featured it, which was starting to be big, and that's what took it from, literally, I remember, I remember refreshing it. It was like, you know, because I, I would just send my videos to my friends at that point. I was just starting to do it, and I was like, I need to start getting good at sending them to my buddies and being like, look what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And some yeah. of them would be like, this is cool, and then a lot of them were like, 
all right, man, you know? Great. And then Perez Hilton featured it, and it went from like 2,000 to like 6 mil in like three days. And then you sent me a message on MySpace, and I was like, what the fuck? I took a screenshot of it, dude. I was like, and it was like, dude, I think it was like, bro, funniest shit I've seen in a long time. There's a show in this. And then I messaged you back, and dude, that was the first like any sort of, uh, you know. um, Superstar interaction. A-list motherfucking gold-plated. Dude, I was like coming down from the heavens and touching my shoulder and saying, you are the chosen one. I call my mom. I go, dude, I go, the Vans guy just hit me up on MySpace. (laughs) Bro, wait. But so I was like freaking out. And I remember I messaged you back and then didn't hear. And then I messaged back again and be like, let's talk about that show. And then I remember I saw you at the Irvine Improv and I was just like, had enough wherewithal to like not bring it up. But I was just like, what up, man? And I said, you messaged me about the fucking Two Girls, One Cup video. As you're walking out saying hi to fans, by the way, there's probably hot chicks around. And I think you were like, all right, man. But you were cool about it. You were like, oh, yeah, it was a funny video. And then, like, whatever. Did the show, did we never sell that? <laughs> Wait, can I, I tell it you it nine why? times, but we just, showed the, we just showed the real video in the room and walked out. Wait, yeah. please say that I helped make it go viral. Or uh, Perez, did Perez already, did I hit you after Perez? After it blew up, yeah. Oh fuck, I'm a follower. But wait, no, no. hey, but hey, but dude, you've had you've no, you know what? Maybe you did go send me it before I, that, dude. I, wait, I loved that video. I remember it now, and I remember because that's a long story. But MySpace was yeah, kidding. It's heyday. It's yeah. still by far my favorite social network because that was literally when you could instant message a girl. And they'd be like, down the street. And be like, all right. Like, it would be like that. Yeah. You know, Facebook is have you too heard, dorky. Have you heard of Tinder? No, I, <laughs> no but it's different. It is it's different. different. Hey. This is like a combined space of people that like you. Right. Yeah. And then and then you have. Tinder don't believe it's me. They go, oh, my God. Why do you have this loser's picture? <laughs> I've had that. No way. I've had that. What do you have to do? You, do you even you, respond? Or you no. Just... You, go, you go, it's me. And they're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's, uh, why would you have him? He's stupid like people like why would you be you <laughs> no they didn't but wait the, dude my that fucking shit was so funny i oh and i remember because i was pitching weird shit at that time that could have been a show i don't know like, what i guess maybe puppets watching videos or what yeah it was something I but mean, the, hell, the, there was a woman Frank at Anchors? warner brothers hmm. robin bechtel who's not there anymore who got me into all that because she was the digital arm of warner brothers and that's why warner brothers was still making money because they had a good digital arm and she put me on myspace and all that shit well wow. and then and then you had your video uh, rolling with Saget, that that, that that like reignited Saget and kind of reintroduced him to this whole new audience. <laughs> well, that's funny because I love that you said that because I wondered if it did hit the way I thought it did. Hell yeah, it did. that that's what that like Saget was, was doing dirty stand up. Yes, but I didn't know. I didn't that. know that. I wasn't familiar with it. You weren't. No, and wow. so I was familiar with this character in Half Baked, and that's what like, oh, okay, Bob Saget saying he does, you know, uh, sucks uh, cock for crack or whatever the hell. Yeah. And that, it, but then it was like maybe that was a your, one-time thing. Yeah, but it wasn't until you're rolling with Saget video where <laughs> I started like looking at Bob Saget like, oh, this dirty motherfucker. Yeah, Wait, he's one of us. I yeah. love the fact that you say that because I think I forget that because I knew Bob and he mm-hmm. was he's always been nice to me. He used to let me open for him. Great and dude. he's a great dude. And he, I we wrote this song. We're doing these comedy raps, and, and we lo- wrote a song from the heart. And it's literally like how it is when you roll with Bob. Like we would. So I, well, I remember when I was in the Belmont. It was four o'clock. He literally knocked on the door, and they're like, "We're closed." And he goes, "Hey, man, it's Saget." <laughs> Bob. I mean, opened up, 
fucking <laughs> drinks, fucking burgers. It was Love literally it. so like that was true. But then I do remember, and then he did Entourage. Then he did Entourage, and then that was like. But but then he was, and then he. But right. I've always known him as dirty. But it's funny yeah. because people didn't. They thought he was Danny Tanner. Yeah, and I. This was like right as I started stand up and stuff. So this wasn't. I didn't know him as that guy. So I. I don't think he gets that part in Entourage no. without rolling with Saget, yep. kind of introducing him and and having and the possibility of being that guy. You know? Yeah, you know what I did? What's I that? put him on TV. <laughs> He's on TV. God damn it! It can go up right now. Fuck. He's got a chicken commercial. <laughs> He's got a rallies uh, regional. I mean, between that, people get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> Between people. that and then anyone who's a fan of comedy, thinking about comedy, has ever laughed at a fucking joke, needs to watch Heckler. Needs yeah, to watch your documentary, yeah, Heckler. Yeah, Thank you. Because it's amazing. It's, uh, it's, it's comics, not just talking about their Heckler stories, but dissecting the mind of a Heckler, yeah. which yes. I really appreciated because you. you really dove into what yeah. pieces of shit these people it's, are. It's crazy that it hadn't been touched on prior and it was you did such a great job of like showing clips of people dealing with it, but getting the comedic, like Brad just said, like perspective of how... And and even you know you're even trying to hear Jamie Masada like you know maneuver through uh, telling you like you about do you hear this he says this your mama's so fat you know <laughs> I love that soundbite you know he goes comedian say something funny back like your mama is too fat to live here you fuck you fuck bitch you know and you're like you say something like that you know yeah. But it was it was really such a good impression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do that often? No, do it. Man, no, he says so much. Do it, and then he says, "Your mama's so fat." Yeah. And then, <laughs> but he and then like, you'll fuck her on the couch. It, it made no sense. It made no. It, it, it's weird. It made, uh, it, it made no sense yet perfect sense. Audience <laughs> member got it. Audience members say, "You suck." How long you go back to your job? Comedian say something funny back like, "You fuck face." I fart in your chips and put airplane in your dog butt. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> it's so true. It's That's, such a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. But he commits. But he says it, and he goes. Oh, he, God, his brain it. goes. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> you know what? I love that you love Heckler, and I think that it, Have to. a lot of comedians have you know come up to me and they mm-hmm. love it. And I appreciate Good. that. And, and DJs and other actors. And it's funny because it's not. It starts as heckling, and then it goes into reviews and stuff. And yep, it was right. being made at the time where there was no. That was literally the beginning of the blog. Yeah, and all this shit, and people are like, mm, mm, you know, the fucking dorks, man, online that are like, mm, it's a pussy wine fest. No, what it is is I'm showing the, the correlate. Is it a correlation? Correlation, yeah. Correlation. Yeah. The parallels between how reviews. So here's an example. Great example is when I used to, I read the New York Times and it was like the first Jackass movie, mm-hmm. and the New York Times is like the last bastion of reviewing, which it was like Mr. Knoxville and Mr. Steve O. They always said Mr. Uh, light uh, 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 M eighty out of uh, each other's anus or whatever. It was like written yeah. like the most like crazy proper. shit yeah. proper, <laughs> and they were like, oh, the, the the amount of physical comedy, like they broke the movie down brilliantly, mm-hmm. and you know they gave it, I think, a good review. And it, well, you know, that movie is one of the fucking hilarious movies, yeah. but it wasn't high. That wasn't their high end art or whatever. And it was reviewed properly and good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then around that era, 05 ish, 06, we started where people like Mr. Kennedy, who's n- who looks like a fucking, you know, Tourette, right. whatever. They nice. just talk shit yeah. like his mother's vagina should have never had him. <laughs> and oh, that's when God. it became, they didn't review 
your project. The they work. reviewed your face. Yeah. They reviewed your personality. They reviewed your image. If they liked past work or not. Yes. Not not the work that you're submitting and that you want people to watch. It, it became cunt. People yeah. say it's snarky. It's cunty. And anyone who doesn't like that, don't get it. It's fucking cunty. Yeah. I hate... I fucking hate snark because it is the beginning of the death of vulnerability. And that's what I think a lot of comedy is missing in the comics I like and comedy I like is vulnerable. Yeah. I hate like too cool for school. No, you're not. Give me three, 30 seconds with you. I'll fucking find your soft spot. I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't. I hate it. I yeah. hate too cool for school. And like, and, and, like and Trump. You think Trump's got a soft side? No, he might be the only one who does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might yeah. be the only guy who oh, literally dude, he's, sees a kid trip and fall and drop his ice cream and goes, well, you should have been holding it tighter you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's a hurt little boy inside. But one yeah. thing yeah. one thing i i want people to go if they haven't seen heckler is because you can go back now and watch it and realize how much worse it's way worse now it, 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 it's gotten like however bad it was right there where you just had to deal with a couple of punks with a blog who submit to rotten tomatoes now you have to deal with every single person on Twitter. So can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So you guys, how how long, have, when did you start comedy? What age? Thir- uh, 19, so 13 years ago. Right, you and me. Stand yeah. up, you yeah, mean? Yeah. 2007. Yeah. Uh, no, the comedy with the puppets, no. <laughs> the two <laughs> girls won't cut so, fandom. Yeah. <laughs> so like, all right, when I started, like the early 90s. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I, I would never talk shit about another comic or a producer i wouldn't talk shit about anyone Mm -hmm. because a it's bad business and b as you go on you realize how small the community is right yeah and i find myself like this twitter Mm -hmm. there are comics that i never heard of like in small like there was a comic in some city the other day who was like taking shots at me i'm like that to me is fucking nuts yeah. How does this? Do, do you find that nuts or no? Because no, it's like I I completely insane. do. I I like I like and and I like Dustin and I got no beef with Dustin, but you know I use him as an example. Like I wouldn't talk shit about Dustin Diamond, and I'm only saying that is because you know people like use him sometimes as a punchline. Yeah, I like yeah. Dustin; he's a good dude. I wouldn't talk shit about Tom Cruise. Whatever the disc, whatever the distance is between those two, yeah. they're all same to me because yeah. it's fucking our business. And. and I don't get it. Yeah. How does that work? Everyone's trying. Everyone's got a different path. Everyone's trying to fucking get their shit going. So what is it? It's. I mean, does this happen to you? Oh yeah. Does oh, it happen yeah, to yeah. you? The oh. root of it is. I mean, it is is putting somebody down to make yourself feel better. So it's like but, all insecurities. But they put, put an at you at Adam yeah, it's like, Ray. Oh, so yeah. you, you want f- me to see this? Yeah. But that's bizarre because it's like like clearly you don't safe. think I have any value because like I'm gonna screenshot that if it really affected me and yeah. I'm not gonna use you and you might think I can't like work with you but I don't get it it yeah. doesn't make any sense no and, and I mean hell this goes uh, I remember when uh, I, remember, I remember when the Lakers drafted Larry Nance Jr. someone went through his Twitter and then found a tweet where he where he, he was like oh man Kobe definitely raped that girl oh and then he's teammates with him Ooh. so it's like Dude, it's like you never know when paths will cross. You never know when someone's gonna have a show and have an opportunity to to like say, oh, you know who'd be perfect for that part? That guy in Des Moines I worked with. He was really funny <laughs> and crazy. But like, if he's right for the part, or if she's right for the part, you you totally would. But now because he said, oh, Jamie Kennedy, whatever. 
Now you're not going to do that. And right, and you remember that shit. I think that, I, mean, I do. Well, I pocket that stuff. Oh, away. Of course, I can't remember all of it because it's actually unhealthy. But <laughs> yeah. my bottom line is, when I did Heckler, it wasn't like that. It's so much worse now. Yeah. I'm glad that you guys told me you get it. Not that I'm sorry you get it. No, but it's I love like, it. I, it's bizarre to me, and I'm I've actually just gone. I it's just weird, and I don't even like to deal with. I it. I was responding a lot, and then Chris D'Elia told me he goes, "Dude, just don't respond and block it and move move but on." But people, it's yeah. okay with people. But mm-hmm. it's like literally like com like a comic or oh, yeah. one of an actor in a small town. It's like excuse from one me? of your own. You're like, what yeah, are you what yeah. I do this to is you? a brother. This is a fraternity. A fraternity it is a sorority too. Sorry. <laughs> it's everything. The way yeah. the comedians react when like maybe you know somebody uh, you know gets has a rough road and ends up you know passing away. Like the way people rally around that. Like yes. even depending on their level, it, it happens all the time, which is really like. You know, uh, sweet and makes you feel really proud to be a part of something like this. On the same token, it should be reciprocated with the lack of abuse at somebody who's trying to get their shit going. Unless somebody is straight up like stealing comics and bad, ma- like, or, yeah, that's or stealing different. jokes. That's, yeah. different. Yeah. that's different. That's but like, different. Just to go out of your way to be like, that's okay, different. Look at this guy up there. What hack shit? Yeah, right, man. Let him figure it out. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is it's just that it's it's good to hear that because it's uh, it's bizarre, but you know we it's a community. Yeah. Whether you know you're on the road all the time, whether you're in LA all the time, whether you're mm-hmm. in fucking Austin, wherever, it is a community, and I know that since I'm telling you, since I turned 45, it's like I've known this before, but it's so hard this business, this form, this life. That it's just like, man, if you got something going, God bless you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fucking and, hard. And one thing, yeah. and one thing I'd put out is, I I think there's some people that have a fear that, like, oh, if if he makes it or if she makes it, there's no room for me. Not true. Not true at all. Not true. If you're good, there's yes. there there's yes. room for all of us. Yes. It, it, Even if you stink. There's room for you. Let's get that out of the way. I mean, you know, there's room for you too. Even if you're great, you may never make it. I mean, in in it's a constant process of making, but you may not. There are people that I know that are amazing. Yeah, but it's just not talent. It's tenacity. It's maybe it's looks. Maybe it's 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 attitude. It's a lot of things. It's people want to be around you. There's so many. It's the fucking moments. Some heat. Yeah. I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, "How do you feel that?" Uh, how you w- w- in the 90s when you were working so much in the movies well, why did it work for you so much and I go well I was lucky because Holly was making movies at that time about high school and college and I was the right age yeah. now, I still had to get the part but when's the last time you've seen a movie like Can't Hardly Wait Right? When have yeah. you seen a scream? That I was mean, that good? Well, like, but no. When have you seen a high? There's not many high school movies. When's right. the last time you seen Empire Records? No a way. Clueless, American Pie. Uh, all no, that dude, none of that. Yeah, it's not. It's fucking. If you're not, not a superhero. Right so, yeah. By the way, all those movies at Blockbuster, all gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, that's just part. I mean, look, I'm lucky. I mean, I'm good. But I also had timing. I mean, it was the right time sure. in that town. So and, and that's hell, so many cool things. of you to yeah. recognize that. But well, I mean, yeah. but but also, yeah, right place, right time. But then you did. Have to deliver yes. in those moments. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's many things. It's just like, people think it's one thing. It's fucking many. Things. Now, one thing that my mom said to me when I came down here, and this will segue us into this next from thing. Seattle. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. we? Can you do about twenty more minutes? Whenever you want. Yeah. Wait. How long have we been going? Uh, oh, hour, this is good. How long do you usually 10, do it? Ten. We usually do an hour. Oh, we're going. Sometimes over. we do yeah, ninety if it's good. really fucking great. So hold on. The so, parlor's closed. Up in Seattle? Yeah. The, down, the Seattle one did. The Bellevue's open. Greatest uh, fun people, but uh, boy, they they they. 
they drink a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. They we'll get hammered out there. But hey, they, it, they, it, hey, I always do the joke when I I don't even mention anything like the word Seahawks because it's always like, hey, do you know where the Seahawks? <laughs> like every like anything that runs. Hey, I was gonna get the mashed peas. Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> There's such fucking yeah, marks yeah. for the Hawks. You know what Mark is yeah. wrestling? Yeah. They're fucking marks yeah. for him. We're, we're gung ho. Yeah, you're a bird. Are you super Mark? Yeah. For well, it? also because I'm a huge basketball fan. So when we lost the Sonics, like no. a lot of people oh, yes. go. You know, and the Hawks got good, but also people definitely put a lot more of the energy into that. So, mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of bandwagon fans. When it got when the Seahawks got good, a lot of people just came out of the woodwork. You, but. You, it's great club, but they get wasted. You agree? They wasted, and there's a nightclub attached. Yes. Not a fan of that. Yes. I try to get that adjusted every time I go back because I'm like, guys, <laughs> I don't. How many times during my set on Saturday night do I want to be like? And I'm like, hey, can we turn down the club? And they're like, man, the club was here first. Yeah. And then Jamie Masala's in the back. He's like, buddy, say something like, if you want the music down, you fuck face. I fart in your cereal and put giant bust in your baby's dick hole. You know? What's with the transportation going in fucking orifices, Jamie? I know. It's comedy. I, I it's comedy. It's funny. It's not expected, buddy. It's unexpected because you think I say not that, but then I say that. I you f- can't put the train in asshole, buddy. So if you say put train in asshole, it's you funny. You say chugga chugga poo poo. Yeah, you know, it's hilarious, think, buddy. It's great. It's comedy. I your cereal. <laughs> that sounds like a weird Shakespeare insult. I fought in your cereal. Or the name of my next uh, album. It might be. So when I came down here from Seattle, my mom, the one thing she said is she goes you'll never be as good as Nev Campbell and that's what I want to use to segue what? into no she never said that's that so funny. but I was just looking for a segue so we, we want to talk about Scream right? go for it yeah just I guess and, and, and if at any point we rehash something you're like man I've told that story but we try to I like ourselves. that you know that because I have told certain stories yeah well sure and, and, and we pride and ourselves we on that, not trying I to I haven't get. told them to your audience how for sure you know? how big is this audience pretty big. pretty big yeah I'll tell you off air alright yeah. oh off air yeah off air <laughs> <laughs> it's an off air he's got a big off air audience <laughs> he's on a podcast he's on about last night what are you doing I'll tell Marty Bauer <laughs> how big the podcast is um, so I like that you said that right away how big pretty big yeah it's pretty big. <laughs> he was half hard right there. Hey, how big? Pretty big. It's pretty big. That's what it is. Don't you order chub right you, now? You asking Dick numbers? Was, Dick was already out. I'm eighteen to, to thirty-four Mexican women. Yeah. We're fine. Don't you worry about it. Sixteen to nineteen black. Oh All right, my, that was ahead. my demo when I was Wolverine. Was uh, kids and heavy set Latino women. That was my yes. demo. Yeah, loved Wolverine because the kids were like, Wolverine's the greatest. What's his favorite food? I was like, potato salad. Who fucking knows? And then uh, and then the heavy set Latino women were like, grab my ass because they were like. Oh, he's got the spandex and he's, you know. That's a terrible Latino woman. <laughs> that was a woman. weird that's, that's what you went to? You're a heavyset Latino woman. Sound a lot like Jay Leno. Hey, you mind my squeezing on Wolverine ass real quick? You got the hair. You nice, got the man. lid. Yeah. So. So, okay. So, screen, do you hear about it? Do you, like, first, like, it's announced that, like, oh, man, Craven's doing this this movie. It's like. Uh, I, well, I was a big proponent of making your own. Uh, karma or, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever thing you have that's to. it that's the same I mean, Bono you know, said that too like Owen Wilson <laughs> make <laughs> oh, your own karma make your own karma like Owen Wilson one of the fucking funniest people still yeah. wrote all his own shit for a while yeah. I mean so he had to everybody has to anyway so I used to get the breakdown a lot mm-hmm. yep. that was a big deal and I had I started getting with APA and then I had an agent there and I saw it in the breakdown that this part and I circled it. I was like, I got to go in. I told my agent at the time I was getting like Ellen and I auditioned for Romeo and Juliet. I don't know why I'm pointing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, and, um, I don't know. I, cause, because, because I look like a Romeo. Yeah, he's a Romeo. <laughs> I get it. And I, 
I was like, you got to get me in. And then after multiple tries, she got me in. Mm -hmm. So I went in and it was like a little horror movie. And um, she's like, you're, you know, you're really good. So she, she was like, I really think you're good. And I was like, okay, if you hear that, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, boom. And then she called my agent and said, can he come back next week and meet Wes? And I was like, oh, shit. Whoa. So then I go and I go back and he was like, yep, you're good. Like that. Like totally. I don't know. Total business. Wes is just, you know, God rest his soul. He was a low key dude. Yeah. And uh, I was like, fuck. Man. Were you nervous to even meet him and go in for that? Oh, yeah. Because were you aware of who Wes Craven is? Oh, yeah. Okay, One of okay. my first videos yeah. at the Bee Buster um, <laughs> was... Uh, Sounds like a wrestling finishing move. We Good didn't God e- Almighty, it's the Bee Buster. <laughs> the Bee Buster. <laughs> was a nightmare. So that, yeah, was like wow. the, that was like you rent it and you have it for five days. And it was like, boom. So uh, I go in and then, you know, I was trying to get stuff. And then I got Romeo and Juliet which was awesome mm-hmm. and I was down there and I totally had pink hair and I looked all different and then they said you have to fly back to do a screen test mm-hmm. for Scream and I'm like this is awesome and they're like but you gotta fly back so I, they didn't know I was in town and they're not gonna fly you back Yeah, right. like you gotta fly back mm-hmm. and I'm like okay so I get like the, the work with production I was in Mexico I had to f- I flew back for two movies that day. I flew back for Scream, mm-hmm. and John Leguizamo had a movie called The Pest. Yes, yeah, yes, great movie. It was, it was I read for the German guy, right? And I was nice. like, screen test for two. I know The Pest is funny. It is. It's funny. It was Leguizamo's incredible. It, dude. It was yeah. his like coming out party. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that in a comedy way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it, and I walk in the room, and my hair is pink, and Wes is like, "Your hair." <laughs> It's pink. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this other part. I'm doing a movie. Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's like, yeah. You think this character has pink hair? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And no. I'm like, can we? And like, it was like eight producers. And it was me. I think it was Breckenmeyer. Oh, I wow. think it was Jason Lee. Okay. Wow. And then I heard that Seth Green was in the mix. That's not, is that like the group that, that was, was always... Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big group. group. that's always kind of together. Big, solid group. That was a group of different... We were always different. You know, Jason got mall rat, so he was yeah. kind of right. hot. And, and Seth had can't hardly wait, but that was after. But he yeah. was hot before that. He was mm-hmm. on Roseanne. And Brecken got clueless. Yeah. And I just went in, and I'm like, fuck. And I thought I, I, thought I killed the past and tanked Scream. Interesting. Wow. So, so I was you never know. No, because I was like, I this guy Edward was a German, and I was talking like this, and I said, "No, listen to me. You're going to be the past, and whatever the fuck." <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah. And I was like doing this whole thing, and then I had was like, "Listen, there's certain rules," and and I just because it, 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 I couldn't read the room. Fly back to Mexico. I do it, and then like I'll try to make it quick. But no, don't at all. Because yeah. it's like you want to sound better. But my agent is like really funny. Your name is Katie. And um, she had two clients. She had a lot of clients at the time, but she had Rose McGowan and me. Nice. And Katie. And she's like, honey, she's like, you did really well. Um, you have a chance. She's like, you're like in the final 10. And so like they screen tested 10. And then like every day I get a call and she goes, honey, um, oh my God, you did really good. You're in the final eight. I'm not making this up. This is how now, the, the, the whole time, Leguizamo was also in Romeo and Juliet. So are you going up to him like, hey, dude. Dude. Fucking. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I question. forgot about that. Yeah. 
And I asked him that, and he was always just like, I do remember that right now. I just felt that. Yeah. He was always like, yeah, man, you'd be great. Yeah, you'd be great. I'm like, all right, well, audition. He's like, yeah, you'd be great. And I didn't realize. I literally thought that that's how you did it, and I'm like doing a scene with him. You're, I, and yeah. I do remember bugging him. I'm like, dude. You have to. I, and he's like, yeah, man, you'd be great. Yeah, that'd be funny. But like, I, I he was probably letting me off the hook. Yeah, but I don't yeah, think yeah. it was just his decision. No, right, yeah, there's a whole group of people behind him. So I think I found out pretty early on that I didn't get that. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, you'd be great. <laughs> you tell him you didn't get it. You'd be great, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't understand. I didn't get it. No. You'd be great, man. Yeah. You're great at not getting yeah, look, it. You'd be great. <laughs> You you were great. When when I, I, no, I think it went from. Great. I think it was. Yeah, man, you were great. <laughs> it literally changed other between people. Dude, take. I wasn't there. You literally shot the movie, yeah. and I wasn't there. No, you man. were great. Thanks so much. And then, man, you would have been great. <laughs> you would have been. That's no, a great so, but like then, so I see that like Katie called me the next day. She's like, ah. she's like, you're doing really good. like, you're in the final six. <laughs> And then she called the next day. She goes, honey, you're in the fucking final four. Like this. Then the next day she goes, oh my God, it's between you and Jason Lay. Like, I think it was either Jay. I'm pretty sure it was Jason or Brecken. She's like, mm-hmm. eh, it's between you and Jason and you and Brecken. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> then a long story. I got the part. Everybody in the movie, though, had a credit. I literally, but now I'm like, like you don't have any credits. I'm like, I'm fucking shooting a credit. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. I have a credit. Hey, do Wait. you not see Vans? You not sell Vans? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, Rose doesn't really have any credits either. So it was like. Try was to put up a blockbuster in Europe and see if my name doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> lo- so I got the part and I lost the part. A lot what? of people don't know this. And I believe they, because the studio, wanted, I think the studio really wanted Jason Lee. I'm 90% sure they wanted Jason they want Lee. They wanted someone with some Because he had Jason before. and yeah, yeah. Rats, and he's great, and he had his own sure. thing. And I was like, come on, man, what the fuck am I going to get my Anyway, it was a big process. And Wes Craven, you know, to this day, I tell everybody he made my career. He said, that's the guy I want. That is who Randy is, and that's who I want, and that's who I want to make the fucking movie with. Oh, nice. my God. And the fucking Weinsteins, you know, bended. And that's how I got the part, dude. That's, that's amazing. So when you say about a break, that's yeah, a, that's a break beyond the break. Now Wes, now Baz Luhrmann also gave me a part, but I think he had a lot of control of Romeo and Juliet, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you cry, come on down, you do it." <laughs> but he, but Wes literally said, "You don't have any credits. The studio doesn't know you enough, but you're my guy." And that said, is amazing. Dude, that's fucking yeah. That was to this day. I always did he tell you that or did he told me that to his my face? Because that's face. way more impactful, right? Than hearing yeah. that from Katie. Oh yeah. So that's Craven. You're his guy. <laughs> <laughs> he said he like hey, say great. something about like you're his guy. The pink hair thing was really cool. Hey, honey. So, like, yeah, so, yeah, so John, I didn't get the pest, but I got scream. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna be great. <laughs> Yo, man, you man. Dude, that's, so I mean, that's an emotional roller coaster of all time. Oh, I mean, I dude. can't even imagine, dude, because you probably knew, or maybe you didn't know what that movie was going to do. Well, I mean, that no. genre really, had an idea it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that genre, people like it's easy to look back now and it be like, yeah, seat. Scream was like, no, the 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 teen horror, the way that was set up, that was dead. Yeah, it, it wasn't happening at that time, and then Scream, massive success, spawns all these sequels and a ton of. Copycats, like it's I, funny because uh, you were like thirteen or twelve at the time. Yeah, so even, I was right there. You even there. knew it. Twelve year old, I was like, "Yo, man, this genre's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking dead." All right? Hey, my balls had dropped yeah, by thirteen. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. The last movie, no disrespect to Eddie, was Vampire in Brooklyn. Wes did that. Mm-hmm. Eddie did that, and that was like the last like horror movie. And things weren't working. Like Jennifer Aniston did Leprechaun. Yeah, and there was like nothing. And then Scream was the first, and it was so inventive. 
Yeah, and then really the, the, the teen horror slasher thing between, oh, God, there was, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, there was Urban Legend. There was Urban Legend. There was Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. Creepers. Dude, oh, my God. All of them they fly. just kept coming back. Like, cause oh, they're like, well, you. they did it. So well, we get some kids, it, have them die, and did then it we make, and a we dollar? make money. Did it make a dollar? Okay, get it in there, Saul. Uh-oh, somebody's going to call me. Saul, get what, the added machine. Oh, God. What, what was the craziest part of, well, shooting must have been, a blast? Yeah, it seemed like it was a cool crew it of was, people. Here, you you want a story? I, yeah. I sense you sensing a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, here, I'll tell you the story. Thank so, you. I, mean, I don't know what I've told you. I'm a pretty good guest, right? You don't have to really draw stuff out of me. Um, You're, they're the best. I'm yeah. My, I don't You're very know, generous. A top, I'm, a, I'm a top. Give me a top eighter. Yeah. Um, so, no, man. No, man. You were great. <laughs> <laughs> you were a great guest, man. So <laughs> scream like, like you know, when you were talking about prepare. I don't know if you said this. Yeah. Me, but I literally would do all my lines in a room. Not coke, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I would like had a lot of my big scenes in the beginning, except my rule scene, mm-hmm. and I was literally doomed every day, and just to make sure I had them because I was so scared of losing a line. So I got a couple of scenes, the video store out of the way, I got the fountain out of the way, I got a couple of scenes out of the way, and I then I had time, and even though it was up north, like it was just stay up there. So I was like up there for like six weeks, and I like you know worked for the first week and a half, and then I had time. So I started getting comfortable, and I didn't, uh, or, you know, Arquette was working. He's like, yeah, bro, you know, you chill, man, go to the gym. And so, and long story short is, it was a Sunday, and everybody was hanging out. And it was like, it was my first time of really understanding what a set is. You know, it's, it's camp for yeah. anybody not listening. And it's beautiful when you're working with all these, you know, Courtney was at the height of friends. And yeah. she was a sweetheart, and, you know, Nev, and everyone's coming up. Dude, yeah. And we had this, like, Rasta dude, right? And he had, like, this coffee grinder. And I'm, and he had all these juices, and I'm like, yo, man, can I get a carrot juice? And he's like, yeah, man, you get that juice, man. I'm gonna try to do Rasta. Yeah, man. He's like, a little bit, <laughs> you do that, man. And you know, like, I was the first time I really drank wine because we shot it in Sonoma. I mean, it was awesome. Oh man. wow! And uh, I drink that juice, and I'm like, yo, man, what were those little, like, bumpy things? And he's like, yo, man, those were mushrooms. And I'm like, yo, you you got mushroom juice? Like he's like, no, man, those are mushrooms. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man, you're going to be feeling that juice. And I was like, what? And basically, I did mushrooms for the first time without knowing it with the juice. But, and it was a cap. It was yeah. a cap, right? That's a good so, amount. Well, that's a good amount. And so Scream is the first time I ever did mushrooms. And let me tell you something. It was fucking glorious. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I just remember, like, sitting in a room. It was me. It was Nev Campbell. It was David. And we were in a hotel room. And we were, like, I was, like, writing sonnets. I was looking at a curtain. I was probably for five hours in this room with it open. I never had so much fun in a in a hotel room window. Were you Were you a part of it where people were like, is he okay? Or no, everybody was, was on. Well, I don't know if I can put it on. No, everyone Most was having people, a good time. Yeah, so Other we people all, possibly. Possibly. Not other carrot juice likes, drinkers were, yeah. uh, were in attendance. A lot of people uh, like their roughage. I mean, I <laughs> saw I saw Matthew Lillard's performance. He was probably on something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was there for that I'll one. I'll be right back. <laughs> he might have been a little. But that's love to you, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. But but we're here. So we're, we're there, and and I'm sitting there, and it was like fucking crazy, and it was that like really let me become loose. So I was loose. So like a couple week, like a week ago later, people started. I don't know how much I can say. We're being pairing off. 
Yeah. So you could see that okay. people were going to sure. start hooking up. Yeah. Sure. And it I happens meant, on sets, right? I mean, uh, I mean it's especially not with a, a young, good-looking crew like that. Like, Come on. Arquette married Cox, well, for God's sake. Yeah, so. Arquette and Courtney, you can see what happening. Mm-hmm. And Matthew and Everett sure. Hanger. Oh, sure. We're starting to get friendly. And Skeet had a girlfriend. And Rose, I think at the time, was dating Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. And wow. literally, it was like just me <laughs> and Earl, the camera guy. <laughs> And, and like people how are like, big was he? <laughs> <laughs> but I just remember at one point I was like wasted on wine. I was like, I was like, he's like, it's just me and you, buddy. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I had mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, I just remember being dull depressed because like everyone hooked up. <sighs> but that was I literally was like my character. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was you were the virgin, so you lived. <laughs> yeah, so when could you tell when it came out that it uh, that I mean it was like game changer right uh, but again like it's a bunch of things like you said but like this was a nice fucking it booster we read the script and you read yeah, scripts they usually stink <laughs> right and they're not easy to read so scream was like a beautiful like I don't know it was like a book you could read it like mm-hmm. that and when we were doing it, we just felt we had such chemistry. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. And I, we thought it would be like, if it could have been like one of Wes's other movies, like Nightmare or something, it could have been like a cool cult, made like 20 million. And, you know, if we, sure. if we did good on video, yeah. you know, if like we came out and did okay and then we did really good on video, it'd be cool. And then, fuck, we came out against Mars Attacks. Which had every star in oh, it. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm going to be the president <laughs> talking to aliens. Yeah. And I remember going, this is fine. And it was like, and we came against Clooney and, and One Fine Day. Oof. Uh, Michelle oh, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, it that was, was one of his yeah, first really. It was a motherfucking stacked weekend. But the two yeah. things we had was it was Christmas and it was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing like that since like a Black Christmas. Right. It was like a movie that came out. And, and they review an entertainment Weekly said, if Mars Attacks is the big homage to like B movie fun, mm-hmm. Scream is its smart little brother, and mm-hmm. that gave us like cred. Mm-hmm. And then when we came out, I, I went to the premiere and it was small in Westwood, and then I went in Universal and I watched it with a crowd. Yeah, and then this is what I do. I go to different thing. I watched a little bit at UCLA, mm-hmm. and the reaction was crazy. And then I went down to Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, and a, a, like a hood theater. Yeah. And I watched it there, and the reaction was off the hook. And I said, okay, we might have something. Because it was hitting the quadrants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the girl's All like, the hey, guy, don't go in there. <laughs> and like, guys are, yo, man, you going fucking mad. <laughs> don't go to bed. And then the that, bell, dude, like, that was. Sorry, was, I know it's stereotypical. Oh, sure. No, but by the way, that was funny. to me the first movie that I'd experienced as a kid where I was like, oh, you get to talk back to the movie? Yes. And it's actually everyone's doing it and is dude, okay with it? That's how you know white people were talking at the screen. That's how you knew it was going to be a hit. <laughs> that's how you do. Put it but in the book. But we opened the six million, and then the next weekend we went up. Yeah. And that was bizarre. So we never, you never go up. Cause, uh, yeah, because it's all... It, that never was go up. Word, never that was go word up. of mouth. And just it, it, it's kind of like the same thing that happened with uh, Get Out, where it, it just happened. That and, opened big. Yeah, it opened big, but then it got, it, but, but then it got bigger. Yeah. It, and, now, and now it's insane. So like pe- pe- people saw it, talked about it, and this is before the internet. This is before you could just really I know, tweet guys. out and be Telephones, like, go see it. Yes. Yeah, pe- people really... And then prank calls went up. I remember like everyone was trying to prank call people yeah. after that. Like, and it sort of murders that were happening. Murders were happening. <laughs> People were like stabbing people looked like fun. <laughs> they did that. It was insane. Uh, I feel like we somehow covered 
uh, a lot, but I feel like we just scratched the surface because you're did. a great conversationalist. So you Thank gotta come you. back. I'm down. You have your own podcast. Hate to break it to you. Yes, it's slow. It's slow getting started. off the ground. Yeah, right. I started it. Yeah, anyway, it, it, it's called Hate to Break hate It to, to you. Break it's it not to Adam saying you have your own podcast. Hate <laughs> to break it to you. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Vince, kid. You got a podcast now. But wait, I have a question because yeah. I did like yeah. five, but mm-hmm. I got so busy. But you have to do one every week, right? It, it, you yeah. should. It's kind of consistent. We do I mean, two a week. Consistency yeah. helps. Yes, but sorry. Send people one. there. It's, yeah. it's all me ranting right now, but then eventually I'm going to get guests. But also, you you're really good at that, and so Thank you. um, you yeah, know, people can hear that here, and then people, people can go check. Uh, people can go check yours out. So, okay. hate to break it to you, yeah, on iTunes, yes. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy's podcast. Stand Subscribe up, to that. JamieKennedy.com. Yes, for tour dates. For tour dates. Hell yeah! I only got one more date right now. That's fine. I know you got a lot of dates booked. A handful. Yeah. This guy's yeah. a road dog. You're on the road. I know. I stop. I'm probably going to start at the end of the summer again. There you go. I'm going to well, do in town this summer. See you live. Yes. And then uh, and then when then when you go, tell them your best uh, blockbuster story. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> those. It, it is so... I mean, it's great. People really enjoy hearing that shit, though. Like, especially for somebody like you as successful to, like, know that that all happened. Oh, like dude. it's still How inspiring to me to hear that. You know? I got way more crazy shit. Than oh, that. Well, you gotta come back. Right. Maybe in the next couple weeks to come back. We'll I do another one. No, now he's done it once. He's gonna do it again. I then he'll it. sell some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can I? If I can get at least five tickets more to the fucking Tempe Improv from this oh, yeah. podcast, I think. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it was just fun to do anyway. Yeah, but that's my you will my dream. Yeah, to Tempe. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Uh, Guys, I appreciate it. Much love. This was a blast, dude. And uh, always remember, he's on TV. <laughs> It would have been great. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.